In this episode of Uptech Report, I interview Gabriel René, Executive Director at Versus, a revolutionary organization applying the underlying concepts of the World Wide Web to the real world around us, laying the foundation in which everyone can be Tony Stark. Thank you so much, uh, Gabriel, for, for joining us to, to share your thoughts on um, kind of upcoming technologies, where we're we going, and Versus. Tell me first off, there's Versus Foundation and Versus Labs. How did it start? What was the concept there? Ironically, the, the concept uh, is the outgrowth of a lot of sci-fi that happened in the 80s and 90s um, that uh, was around the cyberpunk era, which started to discuss things like the metaverse, which was more or less as the web was really emerging, there was an idea of a three-dimensional version of the web. Um, you've seen this in sort of like Ready Player One, the Oasis, um, the Matrix is kind of another version of that. But this is the idea of the sort of the kinder, gentler version of, of those. Both um, sort of a AR version of our information. And in, instead of being behind screens, it's in the world. It's placed on objects. It's, it's, in, it's, it's related to people. And then all the sort of interactions and transactions that happen around that. And then I would say the, the instructions themselves the sort of the how to the wiki, both like the, if you think of like a wiki earth for every person, place and thing, the information isn't on a screen. That's kind of like the thing that you're, you're looking at or interacting with. And then all the permissions and interaction rules. So in a way it's an evolution of, of the web in the world where we take the concept of HTTP linking pages and media and text. And instead we link people, places and things and transactions. And we call this the spatial web. So the idea of verses was really spawned from, from work we started doing in the early nineties. And in the last two and a half years as blockchain and other technologies, including a lot of spatial computing emerged, we saw this convergence of these technologies with AI and IoT and suddenly realized it was quite possible to do and then invented a way to do it. So you say you've invented a, a way to do it. Okay, the concept of in the 80s, you saw this future where all these things could be connected and technology is here now. What is it that you have invented? Everyone recognizes there's problems with the web. Everyone who uses the web recognizes those problems. What, what they don't quite understand is that some of those problems have to do with uh, the emergence of a new interface, an interface that is more intuitive than the initial interfaces. So when you're interfacing with computing, you know, in the beginning, it took specialists that were engineers that were the only ones who could work with these massive sort of room scale computers. Well, now computers are getting down to, you know, uh, well, ultimately even, you know, micro size and nano size, but very small. And their computers of today, a one-year-old can, can use an iPad or an iPhone without any training. So the intu intuitive nature speeds up the, 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 our ability to interact with computing. When it becomes spatial, we, we recognize this with, with Siri, you know, voice and gesture and, and content itself becoming spatial, then it's much more natural. So our ability to speed up our interactions is going to increase. So that's at the interface layer. The, the next level is, the, is sort of logic layer. And the logic layer for the web is more or less based on sort of JavaScript and HTML. And those technologies are about linking pages. But the problem is really what we want to do is link information to things in the world. And what we do is we see something in the world, we go, oh, what is that tree? Um, how do I build a deck 
Um, how do I, uh, who's that person? What is the background or history on this thing? And we go to a screen and we ask the screen for that information. And, and so the cost that it takes to shift back and forth, and the information about the world isn't in the world, it's in the screens, but then the instructions about how to do things, we type up in screens and we go, here's your instructions, Alexander, go find this box in the warehouse and move it over here. And when you're done with that, make sure you fill out this form. All of that moves into the world itself. So it's, it's little less of like solving specifically problems and more about optimizing our relationship with computing in the most natural way, in the way that's most logically in, in, intuitive and automatable. And finally, by adding blockchain, the ability to then have trust, integrity and trust around that. And we talk about one of the big problems of web 2.0, it's that we, you know, fake news, uh, fake information, uh, hacking, um, well, in Web 3.0, that turns into biohacking and fake reality, the ability to the, really trust data and even holographic, hyper-realistic information where the world and a video game look identical. Um, you know, we need to be able to solve these future problems and we can't solve it with the technologies of yesterday. It's both the ability to interact with computing in a new way, as well as being able to trust what you see by linking it to real world things. Am I, did I... That was beautiful, and I would like to use that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's interesting point. So you're trying to create a new standard. If I look at your website, you say Versus Foundation, trying to create a new protocol and standard yes. that so people will follow. H HTTP is, is you know, one of the most widely adopted standards. It's an open right. standard. The World Wide Web Foundation then supports that standard, maintains it. So you're trying to compete with the World Wide Web, you could say. Uh, no, what I'm saying is that um, the World Wide Web doesn't compete with ICANN, who sets up the domain names for... But HTTP you are. No, HTTP is about linking pages. Mm -hmm. It's about linking people, places, and things in the physical world. So HTTP is literally hypertext transfer protocol. What we've come up with is hyperspace transaction protocol. It's about interactions in space. So the internet is here, the World Wide Web sits on top, the spatial web sits on top of that. They're entirely compatible. They can be used together, but they serve different functions. Connecting computers, connecting pages, connecting things in the world. What are the, would you say, prime industries or companies that can benefit right now from what you're describing as the, the spatial web, this, this next layer um, that people could utilize? So uh, different industries have different motivations and different concerns. So the ones that are very interested in using blockchain, for example, tend to be the supply chain and logistics folks. Um, so there, there's sort of almost a split there. On the outside, tracking objects from point A to point B, which is really spatial tracking of objects, um, they're very interested in blockchain and there are massive initiatives and there's, there's, there's organizations like BIDA, uh, Blockchain uh, and Transportation Alliance um, that have FedEx and uh, uh, UPS and DHL and BP and I don't know, hundreds of companies all trying to figure out how do we come up with standards for, for traceability? Because often these companies are working together and they're handing things off to each other. So standards around that are important. Inside of those buildings, giant warehouses, you know, millions of square feet or ports, they have operational activities. Where do I find this box? Literally a warehouse picker walking around, you know, million square feet trying to locate a box by looking at a number, this nine digit code on, on a little screen and then trying to find that in space. We're able to create 
AR applications that route them specifically to those things. When move box A to location you know, B, a spatial transaction occurs, a spatial contract then is completed. You can easily see how the insides of things and the outsides of things and the traceability between those, both blockchain and augmented reality in that case, are a perfect combination. At the moment, those are, those are thought of as discreetly unrelated technologies, but immediately you can see that the traceability at a, both a macro and a micro scale are important, and being able to do that digital thread that then creates that provenance all the way through is critical to all future supply chain and logistics companies because people wanna know, is this a fair trade product? Is it organic? Um, you know, what kind of labor was used with it? And as those values are, have become more and more important and the trust around uh, are the products that we get these days, especially, you know, sort of millennial focused values, I would say, have risen to the surface, that the, the industries are chasing those solutions down. I see the vision of where you're trying, where you're heading and what you're painting. How far along are we? Have you actually done an implementation of this spatial web? Do you have a client that's already using it in their warehouse for logistics? Yeah, actually, we just deployed that this month. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty mind-boggling to experience. We've done it for both iPhone, where you're looking through the phone instead of at the phone. And you're following arrow right to the box, and then you follow up to the next one. Additionally, we, have a, we were a, a Magic Leap we, we received the grant from Magic Leap as part of the creator program. They saw what we were doing and said, hey, can you guys do a version of this that works in the headsets? So we, both, we have two implementations of that. One's more practical for today. The other is, I think, an indication of what the future is. It's actually pretty staggering to see that how, how much faster you can perform by looking through the screen than at the screen and following the arrow to the box, but then how much faster you can perform and how much more confident we watch these guys walk when their hands are free and they're just following an arrow. I mean, it's, I, 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 I expect to do a test pretty soon where we can take someone off the street, put them into the warehouse with someone who's been working there for, you know, two years and let the normal warehouse worker compete with the other person who's basically augmented with the glasses. And I'm quite confident that the, the person off the street will out pick the veteran gave a great example of of business use case right uh um you know distribution and logistics right you're in the but what about a consumer we're a little ways away from that describe again the use case of spatial web and why the importance of interacting communicating right so uh this is what i call the starkification of reality uh what that means, when we watch Marvel movies and, and in Iron Man and we get to see Tony Stark, one of the great things that they, they visualize for us is the relationship between all these different technologies working in a beautiful and seamless way for, you know, a very, um, uh, uh, very uh, compelling billionaire. So we think, oh, well, one, it's sci-fi, two, he's rich, of course he has his stuff. But everyone's going to have that. This is going to be like as common as, you know, a smartphone today or, you know. Uh, it, it, everyone will have this sort of combination of AI, which is, can be in your home, right? It's seeing you through com multiple cameras in the house, sort of computer vision. It's got its own personality. You can run through different filters. Um, robots, that'll be in the home. I know we're fast forwarding here a little bit. Uh, can be communicating with the AI. And uh, 
And so you've got, you know, IOT devices, sensors, you've got, uh, you've got computer vision, you've got AI, and then within any sort of space, uh, what we call a spatial domain, which is like a, a web domain, but instead it's, it's like, it could be your house. A subdomain is a room. So, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the, the library right now at my house and I might have a favorite pen. Now I can tell the house AI, uh, Hey, can you get my pen? Let's say I'm in the den. I want to sign something and I always do it with my special signing pen. Well, computer vision and AI have been tracking which pen he uses for that kind of thing. Cause you can do behavioral tracking and Gabe always signs his important contracts, um, you know, with, uh, with his, with his favorite signature pen. So I basically go like, Hey Jarvis, um, can you tell dumb, dumb, the robot with the arm to go in and get my favorite pen, my signing pen and bring it to me in the den. So the den has its own spatial domain address. It has an ID. Um, the, the, this, this room, you know, uh, the library has, it has its own spatial domain, its ID. The, the pen has its own ID. Dumb, dumb, the robot has its own ID. Cause I don't want the other robot to do it. Cause he's on probation. He's relegated to the garage. And so I tell Jarvis, Jarvis, please go get my pen. Dum Dum comes in here, picks up this pen, which is, you know, located with 20 other pens. Computer vision can see it. It grabs it. It navigates using the dimensions of the environment, computer vision, point cloud data inside of the environment, knowing where everything's been moved and brings it to me without dropping it. Because if he drops it, it's time out for you, right? So it's almost understanding the, the tools that are coming up. And, and the convergence, as you say, of how it'll all work together. So when you start to look at, when a business owner or a business starts to look at the problems they're trying to solve and say, okay, how could we solve this problem? Especially when it comes to integrating something physical in the world and then the digital side, what you're saying is this is something a te- technology need to be aware of, how it can converge together. Yeah, because right now the, the number one problem every physical business has, and if you're just running you're just pixel pushing or, or moving stuff from a spreadsheet A to spreadsheet B. If it's banking, this is not the solution for you. Keep using HTTP and do whatever the heck you're doing. If you have physical operations in the world at scale, I guarantee your administration is on a piece of paper or on a screen. And so you're, so the idea is that operations administration have to be in the same reality in order to get the exponential benefits of whatever modular tools or technologies you put on. You want to put on AI to go faster? Well, is it looking at this stuff or is it looking at this stuff? That translation between those two, that's where your, your core cost is. That's the number one cost in the world is translating information and the world and instructions back and forth. So that's, that's really the key is, is start to think about what is, what is the concept of spatial operations. Number two, pick up our book, our book, The Spatial Webs, coming out on uh, Amazon this weekend, uh, September 2nd. And the book outlines the applications and implications for businesses, for individuals, for governments, for cities, talks about the, the risks and, and issues we've had with Web 2.0, how to try to avoid those going forward. Uh, it's really a sort of roadmap for any business to be able to get a really good sense of how these powerful exponential technologies are gonna impact their business and what happens when you drop in something like a spatial web protocol that starts to connect those and give you even more power? So there's a lot of responsibility that comes with power. We all know this from Spider-Man. Um, and <laughs> the reason <laughs> Love the quote. it's true, I mean, they just, yeah. you know, 
And, uh, and so, so this, the spatial web book really try to prov- try to provide that roadmap. It also articulates in detail, the technical implementation at, at a sort of a business readers level, as opposed to highly technical level of exactly how this solution is architected and designed. And ultimately it isn't about versus or isn't about us. Most people don't know about the World Wide Web Foundation. They don't know anything about Tim Berners-Lee. You know, 50 years from now, no one should know anything about me or us or, or versus specifically, but they should all be very familiar with the spatial web. They should be able to use these technologies for themselves. And even the, ultimately the development and working groups and refinement of these technologies become like a public, you know, public utility. That's what the web is today. We want to maintain that. We don't want corporations and governments to, to control it. So this is, a, this is an important step, but ultimately it's not about us, it's about you. With the hard launch or the, the main launch happening 2020, where do you see in five years from now, what do you think is realistic that uh, both the, the spatial web and then for your own business, for, for Versus Lab, where do you want to be? Um, so five years from now, uh, Let's let's recognize that there's an interface change that's coming, and that the largest companies in the world are spending billions of dollars uh, on a new interface, and it's not a phone, it's not a tablet, it's not a little black mirror you hold in your hand, it's a pair of glasses that you look through. Whether it's tethered to the phone, uh, the fidelity of those, the you know the field of vision, all that stuff is being worked on, but. But I think we all, as many of us remember flip phones before there was any screen at all. (laughs) And now the whole thing is a screen. So, you know, in a period of 10 to 15 years, you will have an entire transition uh, to glasses. So let's, let's say 12 years. So five years from now, you're going to have a version two or version three of an Apple headset. So consumers will be using this technology in the, in the tens of millions. Um, at the industrial level and at the government level at the smart city scale, this will probably be adopted by the majority of Fortune 1000 companies. If not, in five years, by 10 years from now, you'll, you'll be out of business. Someone will have wrong. We've seen this before. Like every, you know, no one, Google, uh, you know, Miles didn't predict Google. Google didn't, didn't predict Facebook. You know, Facebook didn't predict Uber and Postmates and you know, every time there's a new sort of core set of technologies, entire new companies come and go from zero to a trillion dollars, right? Um, we're gonna continue to see that trend. That's not going to stop now. Some, somebody watching this talk today will be in a position to become the, nef- the next Jeff Bezos, you know, the next, um, the next Elon Musk. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.